0: So we've had this great opportunity to um, have a reset, get off the road and take the system apart and clean it up and get rid of the pieces that are derelict and tighten up the bits that are growing weak or getting worn. Uh, and then uh, really a bit, hopefully you're getting fit for continuing a practice. Um, probably we have obviously various kinds of experiences on retreats, which are illuminating and sometimes shocking. Um, we have the experience of being with others on a retreat, which I think is always incredibly uh, helpful if it's if it's consciously acknowledged that we are with each other, not just uh, just a you know a visual phenomenon arising and passing. But we are with each other and there's a sense of different bodies different cultures different ages bonding together into something that's um, uh, has a lot of integrity in it uh, commitment in it and um, takes us deeper and in that we do see there are places where we uh, our minds slip and slide or go into very in- injurious patterns and this, uh, this subtle point of the misconduct of the citta and the confused citta which does us no end of harm and harms itself. And Where does this misconduct arise from? Where does this, we have to say, it rises from karma, uh, the karmic field, the field of potentials and activities and programs and uh, inclinations that we arise within and we're affected by, by our own and by the, uh, that of others and we pick up and we adopt uh, patterns, processes, intentions that we don't really clearly understand what, what what's happening, the results of them. So in this process of careful attention being able to look into some of these and say well you know there are uh, causes here that one can make an effort to terminate uh, to relinquish this is the uh, real uh, long-standing benefits and and encouragements of a retreat to um, see what you can the injurious stuff that. Does you harm that you can find a way to terminate, to let go of, to put aside, and this way it help, you help to, and then what you haven't acknowledged. Mm-hmm. Not many of that many people are very good at acknowledgement, <laughs> seems to me. You know, there's a lot of things they feel they want to do, or could do, or should do, or uh, you know, actually acknowledging what uh, unskillful things they put aside. Not many people seem to know how to do that or make much of it. Mm. So if it's past, well, yeah, it's past, but it's also got a message in it. Mm. Both our our ability to be uh, drawn in, uh, attached, stuck to things, and her ability to, to clear that and look at the space that's there when you've dropped something, some habit, some, uh, some compulsive, some uh, pr- process of self-indictment and um, uh, aversion to others. Guilt, and mm. mm. allowing in that space, if we cultivate that, then virtues and blessings will blossom by themselves, will rise by themselves, clear, clearing the soil. Mm. Mm. Without that, we're, we, don't, we don't acknowledge what has ceased. <laughs> that the, you know, this is the truth of cessation what has ceased, then we don't necessarily see and enjoy the space that's there when that has ceased, and that's the space from which the blessings grow. Mm. Without that understanding, we're always trying to make things happen, Uh, and, and this creates a particular tension and pressure in the mind which isn't the most conducive for growing beyond self, selfhood see what has ceased enjoy the space one of the practicalities of uh, this process of custodianship of the citta custodianship of one's karma Buddha makes these very clear, distinct uh, qualities of sila which are not esoteric not difficult to understand and you can ov- you can develop them in accordance you know, to, to destroying the life of living creatures uh, so you know, clearly you know destroying other people then other animals and then insects and uh, take it on down as far as you can go the wider the span the more sensitive the span, the more you can manage it, then this is always going to be a a sign of the heart strengthening uh, in integrity. And this this strength of integrity is is a powerful agent. So we realize now, of course, we are more or less in systems. We live in systems that, that demand the destruction of life. So we find ourselves kind of sometimes quite quite helpless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, you know, so then you know you start to look at well, if you don't consume, you don't have to kill animals. If you don't even consume their their flesh or their products. Then of course you're lessening by that power of consumer power. You lessen. You're making your effort in that way. And it's to to recognize with all all these things, uh, making efforts in this way, that yeah, you can say it doesn't seem to make that much difference. But the difference it makes is I'm decided to be someone who tries, rather than someone who goes, Well, what can you do? What would you like to be? Someone who at least tones up, or someone who just shrugs? And yeah, uh, <clears throat> so destroying life. Particularly the power of consumer power. This is a great power. Um, and then we look at if we look at this uh, broadly. We, as I said before, we recognise that every material thing comes from the earth, and uh, we take it. Is it been given? <laughs> can the earth give, well the earth can drop fruit, it can certainly it can give well, do, we, do, we, do, we, do we pay anything back you know, since the earth can't speak what we take, we, we do have to take could we give something back hmm. and take, little, take as little as possible this is always a, to my mind this is always a good thing to tone up to Again, one can feel it's not going to make that much difference, but it makes a difference to oneself. You, know, you become someone who who tunes in, sees sees the danger, and at least tries. You know, that's what I do. I try. I don't expect the earth is going to be changed by my actions alone, but I know I will be, and uh, and maybe maybe somebody else who hears of this will also do the same and maybe somebody else will. And that's that's you know, well that's better than shrugging and isn't it? <laughs> uh, so you know, I have quite a lot of environmental conscience. So I personally do things like a Determined not to to use bottled water because uh, this can be quite difficult at times. But I thought, well, I won't die if I go 24 hours without water. If I if I you know I'll I'll get through. And so even in places like India and Southeast Asia, I managed to get along without using any of this stuff, plastic stuff. Just uh, take a chance. Boil some water. Go without. It's doable, and you make make an effort. Just try, make an effort, because it's better to be that than just, you know, <laughs> a feeling of hopelessness, helplessness, or just not even noticing. Mm. Someone looks at things you one can do, and you, this way you you tone up. Uh, mm sexual misconduct just the where we we have sexual bodies um, that's what they that's kind of what they one of those fundamental um, programs they have mm-hmm. to have, supposed to have to to regenerate and so forth of sexual bodies so refrain from you know speech that's, that's suggestive flirtatious uh, body language, gestures even clothing uh, it's is just there to keep one do what clothing should do it's not there to be an advertisement <laughs> or something uh, this way well, you, you can refine it so we're, we're definitely not sending out signals uh, or, and if signals are sent out we don't respond to them we train ourselves not to respond to these you notice there's a signal. Uh, it can be attraction, uh, desire arising. You think, well, I mean, you know, just how, although clearly, you know, sexuality is is so it's there. You know, and it's part of what people live with and form relationships with. That's as it is. But we also just see. I mean the amount of harm the amount of harm caused through sexual misconduct and it's 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 uh, rife it's 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 a it's a pandemic uh, of abuse and uh and people, and and people not really acknowledging. Well, it's because you know the hooks are out. It's not like they're out all over the place. Everything you see, well, not everything, but a lot of things you see. I've definitely got a, a sexuality in their presentation, in their advertising. Yeah. So I've lived celibate life since I was twenty-five or so. But it not, doesn't mean that one's body is celibate <laughs> you know, it, 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 uh, not insensitive to that. You get very sensitive to it and you begin to see, geez, there's so much of this around. And you go to a city, it's just everywhere. You can feel buttons being pushed and yeah, you didn't really notice it before. Uh, yeah. And then it's so pleasant to be in situations where people are behaving in ways where those don't get pushed. You feel quiet, calm tranquil peaceful just easy easy with each other and nothing you know the lights aren't being lit things aren't going on and So you say well i'm someone who trains so that i neither endorse it, i don't follow it and i don't participate in anything that um, gives out these signals as a, as a general public statement <laughs> Or who who uh, uh, is following that, hungry for it? These are things to 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 consider. The intoxication, clearly the drink and drugs thing. It's again pandemic. Absolutely, and uh, one. Uh, <laughs> In the, in the curious, uh, typical, double-standard, schizoid nature of a confused society, both condemned and, and highly profitable. You know, liquor, absolutely fine. You know, Johnny Walker, 25 bucks a sh- uh, bottle or whatever it is, absolutely great, wonderful, you know, got to have this. and, uh, and find it Funny, people getting drunk is funny. Humorous and have a good time, and then alcoholism is sinful <laughs> and wrong and disgusting. And, you know, and then, of course, alcohol is fine, and marijuana, terrible, dreadful, crazy stuff. You think, well, where's the line? You know, and, and, the, and the schizoid nature of our. Of, uh, crazy societies based on money and damaging people for the sake of money, rotting people, corroding people uh, for the sake of money. You know, how much resources are used for the just the production of of alcohol. How many plan how much planetary resource is used in that? vineyards and so on mm-hmm. no have a drink now and it doesn't do any harm well, <laughs> well yeah sure like half a glass of beer doesn't do that much harm but then if you tone up you think well but zero glasses of beer does even less harm <laughs> and uh, you want know, to be someone who, who is able to draw lines you know it's not going to change the the world but I want to be someone who 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 draws draws those lines and make makes things clear uh, so we can begin to see how, how why why is this so 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 pandemic it's because it's a cycle the more you corrode people's hearts the more you intoxicate and confuse and bamboozle people's hearts the more lost they are, the more lost they are the more desperate they are, the more desperate they are they more need to drink and so it goes the less qualities of value and respect and kindness uh, occur between people the more desperate they get the more confused they get the more sexual misconduct occurs These are, you know, these are being able to use these precepts and look into what they're about. You form your own body, you form your own mental body. You form your jitta body, you form a body of Dhamma. And uh, something that's more precious than this physical body. This physical body... You don't have that much say over it and its nature is to sicken and pass the body of your mind you do have a lot of you do have say of it you can have a considerable amount of say over it uh, and it strengthens and brightens it will be for your long lasting joy and happiness this is the one to cultivate you come off re- during retreat you see this is the place where there's a not properly grown yet this is a place where it needs some support this is a place where it's disabled need to and it will it will come back it's uh, much more conducive to repair (laughs) and regeneration than a physical body which is still physical body is still pretty resilient but chitta body you can drag it from hell and uh, draw it up to to beauty with care and attention so we bring our minds to bear on that what can in my life my specific personal life what can I do to keep the tone bright to explore Mm -hmm. strengthen the body cultivate the generosity of heart and a lot of clearing of regret and inadequacy and things we you know, things we haven't been able to change or our, 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 you know our, our, our guilt that can occur as guilt and shame. Mm. Just use, using this clarity of the chitta body then becomes something that knows, no, that's just a, that's not, that's not where I'm at. Certainly things happen. Certainly just having a physical body, it clunks around, you know. <laughs> it <laughs> it looks like this. It can frighten people. It can, you know, it can do things. But I'm not in that. I'm not doing that. You know, my, my chitta body is clear. This is this. And I take responsibility for that we all are and in some ways will you know myself you know still recognizing i participate in damaging even coming here to fly here and contemplate that and uh, you know so you know it's not as if one is ever you can come out absolutely uh, angelic But you know where your chitta is, and you know you try, you know you make an effort, you know you talk about it, you know you have a conscience in that way. Then you begin to clear, you know, what your intention is, what your priorities are, what your intention really is, and what's just almost like locked in, that we haven't found a way to get to clear yet. Really knowing your your jitta body is, is so helpful. Mm. It's amazing how the sense of uh, um, having done some, being wrong, something wrong, can can cloud the mind. Mm. I think you we know, one morning over breakfast we were comparing different kinds of guilt we had. Yeah. I had male male guilt, English guilt, colonial guilt. Uh, I had quite a few impressive guilts. Uh, And then uh, one of the monks had this footnote guilt, which is a really interesting form of guilt, which is not having read the footnotes properly, having skipped over footnotes. (laughs) (laughs) So you can fine-tune the guilt. (laughs) One feels over one's children or one's parents or, <laughs> you know, or me or the other yogis. I used to get days of guilt, guilt if I didn't give a talk, guilt if I did give a talk because it wasn't quite what everybody wanted, and guilt if it was too long, guilt if it was too short. Uh, and so There's no way out of this except to <laughs> tune into the, the jitta, body, mind, and recognize, well, whatever one does in some way, once it moves into the world of action, you know, Once it's like you know what your intention is, and uh, you you hold that clearly, Mm -hmm. so then asking for forgiveness for these accidents, these things that may have been misinterpreted, unintentional. We may, have, you know, think didn't, she didn't actually mean to do that. She didn't even do that, but I thought it looked like it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I interpreted it that way, so may have caused offence unintentionally. Yeah. Still, to sense clearing it, clearing it, and even asking to clear it. Uh, uh. This is always a good procedure. And in uh, Monastic Life we have this every couple of weeks and it was very inspiring. One of you were mentioning to me the other day how you had a, I think, a weekly or fortnightly um, get-together with a few others just to talk things through, take precepts and just mention to each other this is where things went wrong or argument or, you know, slipped a bit. It's just uh, a sense of getting... using other people to, to clarify to, to make acknowledgement that was a mistake and because I've made, made it so clear in my mind in this way which is just stating it and not anguishing over it using other people just to state something and not to go into a tribunal over it and maybe will just listen in silence and you yeah, okay mm. and then be able to Right, having acknowledged that is the error, the slip of mindfulness. Now I see that that's the piece. You shape that up, cut that off, and again you strengthen your the body. So this this is I think very glad to hear that, that uh, piece because in monastic life it's 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 kind of the norm. But of course, anything that becomes a norm becomes just ritualized. And, you know, and yet taking those occasions uh, as practitioners when we do feel we've uh, you know, just to, to help each other clear um, things. If, if they don't clear, they just hang around in this nebulous guilt. Uh, it dampens the heart. So the Buddha always recommended, he's saying it's great gain, great gain when a transgression is noticed. It's great gain, it's great gain when a transgression is noticed. We see this as as development in this noble discipline, this noble training. It leads to furtherance because the jitta steps out. And you see, that's where the the hindrance was so clearly major precept is the speech um, so the body acts nothing nothing acts as quick as as thought and thought what one thinks leads to speech what one says leads to thought uh, so the four kinds of uh, uh, injurious or harmful speech are um, uh, telling falsehoods uh, and you're refining that to the point when one begins to acknowledge this is actually this is an exaggeration and this one, I, you, know, one do, I, you know one does this because it, it get, makes a point it highlights a point it strengthens a point. You know, thousands of people turn up. well, there was 70. It was, <laughs> it was a fantastic it was, it was good you know And just uh, why I had to kind of put highlighters around things, exaggerating things it's a dramatic effect and sometimes it is to, to, uh, to, to manipulate you know? everybody, was, everybody was really annoyed at that. It meant I was annoyed and one other person. <laughs> you, know, and you, you can, this, this kind of thing. Or we always, or we never. These are always exaggerations, and then you start to look at that and think because you're trying to, to make a point and, and push something a certain way. And of course this is totally normal, as, as in fact, lying is totally normal. because everybody's trying to push their way some way because in a, in a world where there's not openness and mutuality and trust you, you make your way by pushing and one way you push is by deceit, manipulation, exaggeration presenting what isn't true and so this is very com- absolutely common very common um, uh, what shape do you think the mind is? doesn't bear thinking about because it doesn't even know what truth is anymore. You know I mean? You've got some classic public figures who just do not, obviously do not have a single clue as to what truth is. (laughs) Just that which is most convenient to to say for my own advantage is the only uh, measure. uh, Modelling this. Politic, polit- politics is just so. Uh, what kind of mind is in there? It has no orientation to anything <laughs> uh, true? So, no falsehoods sir. Slander, gossip uh, also very common uh, cursing and uh, just pointless waffle, pointless babble clutters the mind nervous filling up the space which is probably the least harmful it's just, just a nervous reaction to, to, fill the, to fill the space up when people, there's a certain shimmer that occurs in the somatic domain when you meet another person. There's that shimmering effect of some kind and then one wants to make that okay. And for many people do need quite a lot of chat to get that okay. Now, practitioners, it's often just, should be just a matter of, how are you? How's it going on? Fine, yeah. How's the things Right now we've eng- we've engaged. <laughs> yeah. So careful speech is, is is a blessing. It's also quite a uh, powerful practice in its own right. Uh, it doesn't just mean speaking; it means listening. And when we speak to another, we want to, you know. What I call negotiating, like, is that that? that that? So you actually do recognize, you know, we are speaking and being listened to, that somebody's offering their attention. They're offering you their attention. So that's quite something, isn't it? And what do you want to do with that offering? Checking in, time, place. The famously said, well, I do not think that everything that is true and right should even, this should is necessarily said, it's just there is a time and a place um, to say things which are useful, conducive, bring good states to, bring good states into being. Can one train in such a way that uh, manifest honesty, uh, mutual respect, acknowledgement? Mm, beautiful training. So you can refine these these precepts as you cultivate. You can refine them from the most fundamental level, basic level, down to really, you know, checking the programs, the habits of the mind, the the uh, habitual, the normal, the unnoticed, the familiar, and saying, is this, how is this? Is this really? You know, so you're toning up constantly helping to shape your chitta body in terms of Dhamma uh, because if you don't shape it in terms of Dhamma then it will be shaped by the world. That's the truth. If you don't if you don't shape it up consciously in terms of Dhamma, it will be shaped by old karma and by the worldly influences. Which are generally have a massive amount of hindrance in them built in. So make an effort, make an effort for your welfare and happiness.